Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. I am your host, Tony T-Time West. And on this podcast, we talk sports, we talk real life events, and man, honestly, we just have fun. Listen, for the next 45 minutes to an hour, I need you to sit back, relax, grab a drink, do whatever you got to do, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, man, back at it again with another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast, episode seven of season four. If you haven't already, I need you to follow me on Twitter at the podcast page at Talks with T-Time P1. Also, as well, follow me on uh, Twitter as well, AO underscore T-Time 9. Then I need you to go over to Instagram, follow us over there on the podcast page at Talks with T-Time, the podcast and also, as well, you can follow me over there, too, as well, at AO underscore T-Time 9, man. Glad to be back in the building. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-stars uh, viewing, man. You know, listen, we own everything. Spotify, um, Apple Music, whatever. We're on everything, man. So I appreciate you guys' love and support, man. Listen, man, I'm glad to be back. Hope you guys had a, th- a great Thanksgiving. And I hope you all are getting ready for a great Christmas and a, a, a great New Year as well, bro. Um, but, yeah, man, tonight... You know, we're going to talk a lot of college football. We had a special guest on to talk some college football, man. It was really fun talking with him. We're also going to jump into a little bit of NFL talk as well. And then we'll cap it off with some of the NBA talk that's going on. But I want to go over this. You know, we had a special guest on this week, man. D. Mill, man. One of the best when it comes to talking college football, especially on the Twitter and on the TL. Me and him, he's a good follower if you're into college football. I need y'all to go check him out. But me and D. Mill had a really good talk about Florida, and he's a big Florida fan, and, and we talked about what Dan Muller is doing in Gangsville. You guys listen to this. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, man, back at it again with another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man. Listen, I got a special guest coming on to the segment today, man. This guy know his college football, man. Uh, probably one of my favorite Twitter followers because he like to talk crap, and that's what I like when it comes to college football, my man, he actually got a podcast, him and some of the guys I follow on Twitter. Uh, Idiots with a podcast. They podcast. Y'all got to go check that out. It's on all streaming services. My boy, D-Mill, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Hey, man, shout out to you, man. I appreciate you for having me on, bro. You a great follow yourself, man. I ain't been following you that much, but I can I can tell you can. I ain't been following you that long, but I can tell you know a lot of football, bro. Yeah. So shout out to you for doing this podcast. Shout out for you having me on. Keep going hard, man. I appreciate yeah. it, man. I appreciate it, bro. Like I said, man, I know uh, we be talking college football in there and football in general, bro. And you be talking, you be telling the truth. So that's why I said I got to get him on the podcast. I want to talk about your team a little bit, bro. This guy, he's a huge Florida Gator fan. And I'm telling you, right now, they're looking like one of the best teams in the country, man. Tell me how you feel about Florida, man. How you feel about Dan Mullen and everything y'all got going on down there in Gainesville right now? Oh, uh, I love, I love what Dan Mullen got going on, on. He came. He 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 came to a, a tweaked up roster, a Wayne roster that was horrible. I can't even lie. Um, 
I didn't think he would win 10 games with that roster first year. You know what I'm saying? That was a big thing for him. So that that kind of got me excited. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a powerhouse being built, man. A real dynasty is going to be built real soon, man. He has the resources. Um, I think in 2022, he's going to have the facilities that really hurt us in recruiting. When we're going up against the Clemsons, the Bamas, the LSUs, the Georgia. So that's going to help in 2022. Um, it's a few more tweaks I feel like he should adjust with, but I can't complain too much. As an overall, look, knowing that we came from McElwain in the four and eight season and uh, Georgia Southern lost, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and then no, my, my my mistake that was Muschamp, and then McElwain mm-hmm. with the four and eight season. So it, it it was just crazy, man. Um, this year's team, I love this year's team, man. Like I love this offense. I can't complain, man. Even Mike, even even um, Kyle Trash is proving me wrong. Yeah, uh, he proved me wrong too. I think that's actually how me and you got close, cause I was an Emory Jones stand, and I was like, Emory Jones is that guy, and I remember saying that. And um, and man, bro, like you said, man, Kyle Trash has really proved me wrong. I really can't even talk nothing bad on him. I mean, he's looking. Yeah, yeah can't say nothing from him. Bro. Yeah, like, he came out and he had a four hundred yard pass against number one. Rival, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, mm-hmm. uh, he getting us to Atlanta, so I can't take that away from him. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it while I can because mm-hmm. this is his last year. So I hope he can win the Heisman. I hope he can win Atlanta. You feel me? Yeah. Um, defensively, I'm not. Oh man, that's that's what hold me back. I'm getting there. Defense. I'm getting. Hold on to your thoughts, bro. I'm getting to that defense. Don't worry. I'm coming there, bro. I'm coming there to you. Okay. So let me ask you a question about Cal Pitts real quick because we gotta talk okay. about him because. I feel like he's one of the best players in college football right now. Absolutely. How do you feel about him? Because he just he just seems like a mismatch for everybody that plays against him. I, I definitely agree. He's one of those kids. It's like every week I just be like, I want to wait on it. I want to wait to say something crazy. I want to wait to say something crazy. But I finally got to the point where I think he's a top three player in college football, regardless of the position. It's not um, crazy. He has, he, he has, what, 11, I think, I want to say 11 touchdowns in eight games. He's missed two games. People can't forget he's missed two games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, he's the biggest mismatch in college football. I mean, I mean to I've be seen, I, I, to be what? quite honest with you, bro, you really ain't wrong for saying he's the third best player in college football right now. The way it's looking with his stats <laughs> and what he's did, bro, I mean, I'm not going to tell you no lie. It's not crazy to say that he is, you know, one of the – I mean, we're talking about tight end, bro. He got 29 receptions, 513 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That's unheard of, bro. That's unheard of numbers. So – In what, six games? Yeah, in six games, yeah. In six games, yeah. That's it's, what I'm it's, saying. It, it definitely feels good to finally – I've been waiting for this moment to finally have one of those players. We probably haven't had one of these players on offense – just has a receiver since what Antonio Callaway. Yep, you know probably. Yep. And even and even then, he wasn't in this system with this type of quarterback, so or, or this type of coaches. So I'm just I'm just enjoying it while I can, man. To see Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trash, that 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 connection is just unbelievable, man. It's just offense is finally back in Gainesville. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, definitely. Yeah, y'all looking like them offenses back when Urban was out there. Y'all looking impressive. This, I can't even year, lie, this man. This kind of look like the fun and gun days with Spurrier, man. Low key. Like, low key. Man. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah no, so. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I want to ask you about one more offensive player, and then we're going to so. jump over to that your concerns on defense because I got the same concerns, especially with so. Bama coming. 
Um, Kadarius Tony, I love the way this kid plays. I've been really touting him for two years, but I felt like he used to do too much East and West stuff. He never just used to get North and South. And now it seems like this year he has started focusing on just getting North and South and not worrying about juking out, juking nobody. He's, I mean, it was one game this year. I can't remember who y'all played, but he ran through like four guys. Oh, yeah, um, South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. That's who it was. Yep, South Carolina. How do you feel about yeah. Kadarius Tony? Because I feel like he has took that next step where, like, I could see him being like a third or fourth round pick in the draft this upcoming And year. I absolutely agree. Um, He finally set me up. At the time, we weren't mm-hmm. wrong about what we were saying. Man. He needs to become more of just a two, one or two down player. He's become more of a versatile receiver. Mm-hmm. And he's he's proven to us. He's stepped up to that challenge. And he's, he's setting all the haters up, all the doubters up. That he's he can do that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I hey, he doing his thing, man. We we like I, I be I've been telling people all I heard is off season. Oh, you guys lost four guys to the NFL draft. Y'all mm-hmm. got a lot to replace. Well, I told you guys about Grimes. He has six touchdowns. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shorter, he 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 had he had he had what one game where he fumbled, but other than that, shorter he's 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 gotten better, man. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything at Penn State. Um, I feel like this is not the year to really look for that much for him, but mm-hmm. to know how deep we are and to see his production, I, I'm happy for him. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, I think we can just confidence up so next year he can have that breakout year with guys like um, Bowman, with guys like um, we have two other tight ends, Kamori Gamble and Keon Zipper. Man, we got weapons, man. Yeah, like, y'all do. And I was just thinking about another kid, too, because he almost committed to Clemson. Xavier Henderson is also on y'all yeah. roster, too. Like, y'all yeah. are loaded at wide receiver got, Jacob got, Copeland. Emory going to have some fun. Emory going to be spoiled, man. The future looking real bright. It's looking like, good. Like I said, I mean, with the running back like Bowman with Emory, Emory's already a problem when you have to worry about him throwing and passing. I mean, um, throwing and running. So imagine in the backfield, you got to run about two guys running. You don't know. It's going to be real fun with with, with Dan Mullen. Go- the reason I'm so excited is because you get to see him with a real dual threat. Threat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be real exciting, man. So, yeah, no, nah, I definitely agree with you on that, bro. I think it is going to be exciting. I want to get over yeah, to that I, defensive well, side. One last ball. thing. We just got to get a few big names. We just got to – it don't yeah. always – we don't have to get – we don't have to get greedy, but I need a few big names on that O line and yeah. that round off my offense. Which y'all just got a big O lineman not too long ago, I believe. Oh, uh, we got we got we got Yusuf. He's a Yusuf. Yep, that's who it was. Yeah, out of North Carolina. He was he was a nice four star. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think he's gonna be a gem, just how um, Josh Brown was. Mm-hmm. He was committed to the University of Georgia, and we flipped him. Yep. Nice four star. He getting he getting PT as a freshman. I think he's gonna be he's gonna take the next step too. Yusuf, so yeah, that was that was the guy I was thinking of because he was from North Carolina. That's how I remembered right. him, and he was a yeah. four star guy. So yeah, he y'all, I think y'all are getting there, but I think y'all gotta continue to build. But I definitely like what Dan Mullen is doing, bro. Y'all, oh, y'all. I think I think after the next, after another, it could be next year. Don't get me wrong. Don't mm-hmm. hold me. It could be next year, but I think after uh, the year after next year, I think people are gonna realize okay, they're building a real dynasty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. I mean, Spurrier. You got. I mean, you got to think about it. You got Spurrier in the office. You got his best friends with Irving. Mm-hmm. You, you'll be. You'll be a fool to think they still don't give him advice. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. But, and then you got to think about it too. I mean. I always, especially in the last couple of years, and I know this is a weird year or whatever, but I always said in the last couple of years to Georgia fans, bruh, Florida is coming. 
They closing the gap. And this year we've seen sure. the gap of talent low key has kind of been closing. Like for sure. Yeah, I mean like it, it's getting there. So I feel like some of really... it's coming with coaching and development. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Exactly. We got we got a few three stars and we coach them out and they're playing like five stars or how four that's, stars. That's how Clemson bro. You know me as a Clemson fan, I know. Dabo ain't really start having these super super recruiting classes until like three years ago, honestly, bro. Facts. Like, Facts. like Facts. He, he really just started getting into that top five every year. Top like this just Facts. started like two or three years ago. So damn, I always respect that man because he got it out the mud and he's a developer. You know what I'm saying? And people can't forget, bro. Clemson was a thing. I'm Definitely. a real fan. I'm a real college football fan. I was. I feel like a OG now. Like I remember when Clemson was a thing. I remember. <laughs> you know, you know I remember. Saying, he had to stay down and take all this slander for what, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I seen y'all get whooped by West Virginia in the Orange Bowl. That shit was embarrassing. You feel me? So, bro, y'all came a long way, man. Bro, sure. I'm gonna I'm tell you something. I tell this to everybody when they bring up that West Virginia game. I'm so <laughs> glad West Virginia blowed us out because I feel like that made us the program we are today. Like without that without that blowout, I don't think we would be where we are today. So I'm kind of glad. I mean, at the time it looked horrible, but I'm kind of glad it happened, bro. To be completely yeah. honest with you, it, it definitely was a blessing because y'all bounced back with a bowl win over LSU. LSU the next year, yep, exactly. Yeah. Now you see what I'm yeah. saying. I know my shit, dog. Yeah, yeah, you do that. That's why I respect. Hey, listen, that's why we brought you on Talks with Tita on the podcast, man. Because I know you know your stuff. I so love, let, I love, I love college football more than I love Florida. You feel me? Yeah, no, exactly. And we are gonna get into some more of that too as well. We are gonna talk about some more than just Florida, but I do want to talk about y'all defense because oh, that's been the question for me. I know Todd Grantham knows his football, but what the hell is going on on defense with y'all? Because if y'all can get a defense that's I would even say, I want to say even like average. Above, like, uh, just give me some above average. Above average, yeah. exactly. Because y'all offense is scoring. Y'all yeah, offense is scoring. I didn't, I didn't even realize we had the number three offense in the country. I believe it. Y'all putting up 40 a game on everybody. So I definitely I didn't believe even it. Realize it. Yeah, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are putting up points every game. So this is what I wanted to ask. With that defense. Now, we know y'all playing Bama in a couple weeks. We're going to go ahead and just, that's already solidified. We already know how great Bama's offense is. How do you feel about your defense going up against that offense? And I want you to be straight up honest with me, bro. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. Like <laughs> I can't blame you, bro. It, I'm scared because I feel like Ty Grant stuck in his ways. You feel yep. me? Like, it's certain players that shouldn't be play, playing over certain players. Um. I ain't even got, I ain't even for the ace. Ain't even, if you've been watching Florida, you should know the names by now. Yeah, I know. You know I've been watching y'all this year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think Grantham got to simplify his defense. It's week, it's week yeah. nine, week ten. My defense still lining up late. I got corners running to one side, sides they ain't supposed to be on. They're looking back at the safety for communication, for help. It's just been too much football played. It'll still be looking like this, and it's on Grantham, man. I mean, I understand it's a few it's a few times where you're like, okay, that's on the players. Missing tackles is on the players, absolutely. But mm-hmm. I understand. I understand when you're out there playing lost and you're playing. If you play the game of football, you know when you're playing – the difference between being of knowing something and guessing makes your game totally different. different you know what I'm yeah. mm-hmm. When you out there guessing, it just it makes you look a little bit sorry because you're either late on the on a, mm-hmm. you're late. 
to come up and make a tackle. You're late to hit the goal. You're, you're, it's just, it's you're just doing too much there. thinking. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I feel like mm-hmm. you got to simplify that defense. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, um, I agree with you. I think if Brandon, he don't, if he don't after this year, he got to go. I mean, he we he he's gonna waste it. A great offense, I, I feel yeah. like you feel. Yeah, so y'all. Got, yeah, I agree. I feel, I'm not a big fan of Grantham. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. On yeah. the I'm, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Grantham at this point since he's been here. Yet, I feel like this defense has gotten worse. It like, has. Be, and be honest, when have you seen? When have you? When have we all – I've never seen a 48-ranked Florida defense. I haven't either. Y'all, that's what y'all been known for for the past, shoot, really, <laughs> 10 years. Like, that's what I've known we y'all for. It, we went through the offensive drought but it's, had a dominant defense the whole time. Exactly. That's so what I was saying. Way. Y'all always was now. Deep. And on the table's unturned. So, I feel like we we can just get some stops, man. Grant yeah. will send the fly, the defense, and then play the best players that's out there. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows what can happen? But it's but if nothing changes from here on out, I'm real nervous, man. I'm real nervous. Yeah. Oh, who Devontae Smith is? Jaleel Billingsley, um, Najee Harris. They got an All American O line. Yeah. It's, it's spooky, man. They got all that offense is just as lethal as ours. You feel that offense? As a Clemson fan, I, I I've I've said it on record. I'll say it again. As of right now, Bama's the best team in the country. I really don't think it's really any argument with that, right? At this moment, um, Bama's the best. Look at that offense. They're like an NFL offense right now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you don't even sound like a punk or nothing like that for saying, like, I'm scared. Like, as a Clemson fan, I'm a little bit. If we got to play them in the natty. No changes happen with us. I'm mm. nervous. I'm scared. Whatever you want to call it. That's if no changes happen. Yeah. We're going to simplify that defense and play guys who should be out there starting. I mean, we got guys. We got we got non starters getting graded after the game and the, the highest graded defensive players, defensive mm-hmm. players. Right. Like I like start the man. Start him. That's telling you everything you need to know. You feel me? Guys getting limited snaps and still getting graded higher than the starters. Like what the hell? You feel me? So right. If if all that can change, man, I, I, you can't. I, I say what if because it, it happened with LSU. We know that defense was off the wall last year. <laughs> yeah. But they they made some tweaks and got a few stops mm-hmm. and look what happened. You yeah. We know they didn't have the great, the great, the best defense out there. They probably didn't have a top three, top four SEC defense, but they got stops when it mattered. Yeah. They made some tweaks and they simplified a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I understand. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Let me ask you another question because I know as Florida fans, and I was actually happy for y'all because I know yeah. y'all been trying to get over that hump of beating Georgia. Like that, I think that was more than just physical. I think it was a mental hump too. Hell, it was definitely a mental hump. Yeah, I, t- I kept telling people, man, that gap is closing. And look, you go back and look at the last four games since since um Kirby blew us out forty two seven. Shit started getting close. Okay, this, the following year I think it was thirty six seventeen. Okay, they still had a little a little bragging right because mm-hmm. they they damn it dubbed us. Okay, right. but the year after that. 2417. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. So I, I, I felt and like. And you could argue too with that 24-17 year. That catch by Lawrence Cager was not a catch, bro. It was a lot of. Come on, man. Yeah. Come I mean, on, I'm man. just it's being. Like, I'm like, not trying to sound like a Georgia series, hater, but that wasn't like, a catch, man, bro. Boys, if you watch the series, it's like, man, they've been getting fucked over with the, with the, rest, the rest. The rest did year, y'all dirty man. that game. I it remember. Was, it was, it's like, man, it was, we was due for this shit, man. You mm-hmm. feel yeah. me? It's like, honestly. It's not crazy for me to say I expect us to take off with the series. Like, I feel like Georgia has missed their gap. I'm they, they've missed their window. 
you can't get no closer to winning a national championship than they've been. Yep. And ever since they've gotten that close, shit has gone down the window offensively and defensively. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody kept saying, I kept hearing that's the best defense in the country. I did too. <laughs> when they when they played when they played two offenses, they got lit up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, hey. Hey, listen. I, I don't disagree with you, man. I, I really don't. Put in the pudding, man. No, no, no. Like, Kirby Smart's a good coach. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, some coaches leave certain jobs too fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and you got to think run. about it, too, though. Kirby didn't walk into no bad, like, situation when he went to and, Georgia. And, and, people, and people don't want to speak on that. Kirby's getting too much credit for what he did with Mark Rick's team. It, that's my point. And that's – I, I, I know, me, you could probably go in on Georgia all day, but that's why I tell people to me, he don't feel nothing like – he feels just like a, a Mark Rick Jr. Like, I, mean, I think he walked into a team with, like, 20-some seniors that year. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they had like twenty some seniors. They, that first year they made it run. Jake Farm had them but seniors and five stars. Run. It was it was loaded. They was loaded not, exactly. It was loaded. They had and, a lot of seniors. Senior, a lot on that team. A lot. So, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm like. My thing is, my thing is, how much longer until like, how much longer like? Mm. Let me tell start, you this. They start, off, they start off with y'all next year. Mm. I you know can't wait saying? for that game, bro. I'm excited. <laughs> I cannot I'm wait to that game. Year, I'm already. Uh, I'll bet whatever DJ outplays whoever their quarterback is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I I I can't hype that JT Barrett shit because we know his levels to this shit. And he done played two sorry defenses as well. Come That's on, what people keep forgetting as well. He played. He, he played. A depleted MSU team whose who's, who's guys are in, in the South program. Carolina who had opt outs. And, and they done played another team who opted out who lost their coach. It's like, bro, I can't. I, one game, he threw one pick one game, and the same game, they dropped another pick. So it's like, bro, like, I can't really hype that shit, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hating. I'm happy y'all are actually saying that. But let's go, let's come back to the real world, man. You know what I'm saying? We're right. we going to see versus Clemson. That's yeah. going to tell who y'all who, who JT is. Right. Nah, I agree. I agree. Let me ask you a question, though, because you actually kind of walked me into another question I had to ask you. Now, when is, and this is probably more so for a Georgia fan, whenever I bring a Georgia fan on the podcast, when is the seat going to start getting hot for Kirby? Because at this point, my brother, he done been there for, I think, going on five seasons. He done been to a national championship, didn't complete the deal. He also, as well, has had many opportunities to get back to a championship. He's recruiting the number one or number two class every single year, and he's still been he's been he, was, he won the SEC, he won a national championship, he won two national championships, or what was it? He went to one national championship, and then they went to a, a SEC championship and fumbled it up to Bama again. Okay, okay, yep. okay, the, the, okay. So the year they won, they won, the year they won the SEC, that's when they won the national championship, and he came back to the SEC championship. That second and twenty six happened, right? Exactly, correct. What was the first? What was the first national championship he lost? To... So no, so Kirby, they 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 only been to one national championship, right? Okay, what, what was the? What, what they was lost the. Battle, right? Yeah, so the year that we, okay, that's right, that's right. it was the year we beat Bama in the, that that forty four to whatever okay. year forty four. Yeah, okay. we the, the Bama Georgia had Bama beat in that SEC championship game in twenty eighteen. Georgia was looking like they was heading to the playoffs for a second. They choked it up. The year before that, that's when the two and twenty six happened. 
<laughs> so they done had two opportunities to get in the oh, mix. That's when Jalen Hurts. That when Jalen. Okay. That's when, when Jalen Hurts come back. Yep. That was a, that was the Clemson year. That that okay, Bama beat okay, Clemson. Gotcha, 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 that Clemson gotcha, gotcha. beat Bama. Excuse me. Yeah. So that was that year. So they had two opportunities. My point is this. When does the seat I, I would say the seat for me, personally, for Kirby, need to get high. If he don't get you to the... Ah, nah. If he don't win your championship... Three in the, years without Atlanta, it's getting hot. Yeah. I, no, I agree. We, we, I agree. Florida, Florida, we go back to the SEC championship next year, and shit gonna get real fucking weird. Yep. I agree. Yep. If, if he can't win the East next year, I go with that. Yep. If he can't win the East next year, that seat is officially hot. You know what I'm saying? If he win it next year, it can at least set some people up for, for right. another year. It'll set some people up for another year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree but with that. If he can't win us, we, we, we go back to back. Shit gonna get weird. It's gonna man. get yeah. It's gonna it's people gonna start to question him at that point. Okay, let me ask you a little bit more questions here, and then I'm gonna let you go. Okay, who do you feel like? Because we are basically, I think everybody agrees, Bama's the best team in the country right now. I'm a Clemson fan, and I'm just straight up admitting that. Right now, Bama's the best in the country. Who do you think is the second best team in the country right now? Second best team. Um. I think Clemson the second best team. Right. With the healthy, with the healthy Trevor Lawrence, I, I can't go against him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I, I can't go against Trevor. Right. I mean, they they y'all struggled with Boston College, but it wasn't with Trevor. Yeah, with well, Trevor wasn't there, so, right? I I understand his levels to this shit. Like DJ is gonna be great, mm -hmm. but I understand DJ. He ain't Trevor. He, he ain't he ain't not he ain't Trevor. He could he had the potential to be yeah. up there, but mm -hmm. right now. He can, it's easier for him to miss reads that Trevor has been making since year one. Exactly. The last thirty-three games, he's a thirty-and-two-and-one as a starter for a reason. Exactly. You know so, um, I think y'all getting Notre Dame back. I'm just going. I'm just. You asked me a for right now question, but I'm just. I'm answering as if I'm already ahead. You know, right. I, right. I, right. I mm -hmm. think you guys beat Notre Dame. It's hard to beat a good team twice. Right. You squeak one out with a different quarterback. I just don't. I, I don't know, man. I just don't see it. Um, and I and one thing too, I didn't mean to cut you off, but one thing too that I, I keep telling people too, it wasn't even just the quarterback. A lot of people don't know our defense in that game was probably like forty percent, if, if that, maybe even like thirty five, and we still almost beat them. So I'm really ready for it. I'm really ready for Charlotte, like on December nineteenth. Cause I know you I'm, can't wait. I I, bro, listen, I want them bad. I, I want to blow Notre Dame out. But I don't know if we can because I will admit they do have a really good defense. Like, yeah, and they, and they got trenches for sure. In, yeah, the trenches, guys. exactly. And their O-line is amazing. Like, I'm not even going to sit up here and lie. I from them, man. I ain't no hater. I can't take that. They still undefeated. I can't take that from them. Right. I just know how it is. It's hard to be the good. Come on, beating Davos twice in the same year. Good luck doing that. Exactly. That's my point. And that's the point I really want to get to, like, you, it's going to be hard to be Dabble Talk. I got one more question, and I'm going to let you go, man. Okay. I want to know, if you had to pick a Heisman winner right now, who would it be? Uh, oh, hold on. I ain't even finished the last question. Go ahead. Go ahead. The second team I got, y'all. The third team. Uh, the third team I got. I'll say, man. I don't know, dog. I don't know about Ohio State either, bro. I'm gonna be real. Indiana low key kind of exposed them, but that defense is not is not what it used to be at all. It's like, dang, Justin Fields got outperformed by a freshman. Yeah, he looked bad. 
You feel me? He looked really bad. Hey, so I got I, okay. I'm gonna keep Notre Dame third because they still up there in my state. Yeah. Um, for the fourth team, oh man, I'm not I'm not high on a and They beat us, but I'm not high on them. Yeah. Um, either Ohio State or Florida. Yeah. I I mean I kind of I kind of tend to agree. I mean, A&M got a good defense, though. I can't I, take that away from them. They, they, they've been winning, but I, I think I think they peaked versus Florida. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can see, you can tell when the team peak, like, mm-hmm. they beat Arkansas by 10 after us. They beat their bet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They beat LSU 20-7. to That's, Yeah. And LSU <laughs> is not Mon, good Kelly at Mon all. Kelly Mond going 11 for 35 in week 10. It's just like, bruh. No, you know what I'm saying? Right, no, I agree. It might be in a, if it's a dog fight tomorrow, it's going to be like, you're going to be scratchy head. Like, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, yeah. Hey, that. And that's why I just, it, it just pisses me off, man. We would have never fumbled with a minute left at the 50. Yep. We would have walked off with a game with a field goal. We would have we walked off. Because y'all was having y'all way with that defense at that time. Man, that's why I be telling folks, mm-hmm. man. I'm like, bro. I know the real A and M, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That deep man, they just ain't playing no offenses right yeah, now. Yeah, they not. No, I mean if you, you think about it, bro, it's really only like for real, for real. I would say three to four really good offenses. That's Alabama. That's y'all. I would probably even throw Ole Miss in the mix too, cause Ole they offense scoring. Yeah, and, yeah. Ole Miss. Mm, I don't even know after that. Who I'm else? Probably right. Yeah, like after that, because Mississippi State started out hot, but even they done fell off a little bit. Man, that shit ass, bro. Exactly. So it's really only three good offenses for real, bro. Like I said, I ain't no hater, but I know it's levels to this shit, man. Yeah. You feel me? Like, right. them ain't, they ain't been doing what they – you go back, you go look at Florida scores. You're like, okay, y'all ain't playing nobody, but we're doing – Y'all playing them like they nobody. Exactly. We're, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. You mm-hmm. go and look at A&M, it's like, bro, like – They barely squeaking by LSU, Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if they had the dog fight with, I know the West ain't no hoe. Don't get me wrong. No right. If you're a top ten, you're a top five team. Right. You feel me? So it's like, I don't know, man. Kellen Mond, he looking like the same Kellen Mond. He, I told y'all, bro. He, I yeah. tweeted this. He has one game beat, every year. He beat Mississippi State. They beat Mississippi State twenty eight fourteen. That's like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I'm telling y'all about Kellen Mond. We don't. I don't play. We don't play against him the last two years. He has one game out of a season where he looks amazing. Unfortunately, y'all was the game this year that he looked like a superstar. He did it against Clemson in eighteen, and he did it to y'all this year. He has one game every year where he looks amazing, and then besides that, he goes back to being a, a bad or mediocre quarterback, basically. I never paid attention to that, but I was looking at his stats. He ain't lying about that. No. Yeah, that's how it goes with Kellamar. I've been saying that for the past two years now. He has one good game, that's it. And y'all, unfortunately, this year just happened to be that one game. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. But let me let me get you to the last question, man. Who do you think is the Heisman favorite and who you think is going to win it, man? Um, Shit, man. I think I think Kyle Trask, he if he if he if he plays good versus Belmont, I think he should win it, man. Yeah, I agree. I think he should win it. Yeah. If he if he, if he, he plays competitive, 
If he plays competitive if, with if Bama, bro. And, you, and it's one of those games where you like, man, you can't. It's really is that game is all on Florida's defense. Mm-hmm. And I, you can't take that from him, man. No. That's just, that's just my opinion because no matter what, we know that Alabama offense can match Kyle Trask. Right, so right, exactly. He can put up 60. Mm-hmm. And Alabama, when we lose by a, a, a touchdown, 60 or 67 or something, mm-hmm. you can't say, you know what I'm saying? Right, you can't right. Say, oh, strip that from him. No, like, if he goes out there and have a stellar performance, give it to him, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look Especially, you know what, though? You know what's crazy, though? I think the Heisman's going to come down to that Alabama uh, Florida so. game. If Mac jo- it's going to come down to Mac Jones and uh, and, and your boy, Cal Trask. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I that's, that's going to be who going to win. Whoever shows out in that game is going to win the Heisman. I, think, it, I, I don't understand why Pitts is in the running for Heisman. You said what now? I don't understand why Pitts isn't mentioned for the Heisman. Hey, listen, it's it's once again, I'm gonna read off his stats one more time. It's not it's not crazy. This brother got twenty-nine catches for five hundred and thirteen yards in eleven touchdowns. I mean, it's not crazy. And I remember I think I tweeted this like back a few weeks ago. I was saying, yo, Cal Pitts might get drafted in the top ten. I got another stat for you. He hasn't dropped a single reception all year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna make the NFL team real happy, bro. Uh, who you think is a perfect fit for him? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. That's a good question, bro. Like, uh, who? I mean, he's such a nightmare of shit. Really, he, anybody. Shit. Anybody, right? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, really, anybody, because you can line him up inside. You can you can do it's, – it's so much you can do okay. with Cal Pitts, bro. Like, he's the highest graded skill position player in the country. Yeah. That's why I said – that's why I told you when you said that he could possibly he's be the, the third best player. Tight end. He's had the highest graded tight end season since 2014. That's and right. his highest is the highest in history. That's I right. think George Kittle is second and Hunter Henry from Arkansas is third. See that what I'm saying? And that's my point. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you see what them two goons do when they in the NFL. He's number one for highest graded deep targets, 20 yards plus. Yep. Yep. Is that is, that's why I told you. That's why we. Did you hear what Urban said? Urban Meyer said the other day. No, nah, what did he say about him? He said Kyle's pick. Kyle Pitts is the Chase Young of 2020. I believe it. I believe <laughs> it. I like I told you when you told me that you think he's possibly the third best player in college football right now. I didn't disagree with you. You didn't hear me disagree with you because to me he he's up there. He's definitely in the discussion. When you think about it. And me, and me, me personally, I love staying humble. I love humbling my players. I don't love. I don't even like to put them up there like that. But right. to hear me actually say that, you should know. Okay, this guy for real. He is. He is. He's. A, he's a he, bro. He's a, honestly, man. He's a nightmare matchup for any defense because linebackers are too slow to keep up with him. And with DBs and 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 nickels, they're too small. Too small. They're they're too small. So it's it's too much. <laughs> Crap, like to deal with. It's too it's too hard. Defense defense coordinators are gonna have nightmares about Cal Pitts, bro. Seeing, seeing I, I was thinking that too. I and what if what if we get some Jordan battle in him too as well? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna, I, I can't wait to see what type of what they throw at him. I can't wait to see. It's um, gonna be. At the same time, I'm ready for this matchup because I've been seeing a lot of Bama fans talking crazy about their defense. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. Like, Bama's defense has been playing better, but look who it's once again. 
Look don't, who it's been I, again. I don't want to sound like a hater, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to sound like a hater either, but so that's the facts, like, though. It's like, I ain't blind, and I know I, them, them offenses y'all seen probably ain't even been top 40, top 30. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. Y'all going to look good tomorrow versus another trash offense. So it's yeah. like, hey, man, all I got to say is, Bama fans, don't get to freaking out and panicking if we start going up top on that shit. Yeah. That's all I got to say because – I feel like it's, I don't know if you ever paid attention to the last two years. I feel like Florida has had the deep, not the best, but the deepest wide receiver core. We had four guys get drafted mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and now we got we got Grimes who's going to leave. We got um, Pace who's going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we, got some, we got some guys, man. We got two, two other tight ends. We got Shorter. We got Xavier Henderson. I don't know if you know about our white boy Whitmore. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yep, I've seen him. We, we got we got about we seven eight, man. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are, like I said, y'all got some y'all got some wide receivers, man. I'm 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 ready to see what y'all gonna do. I, it it kind of remind me of it's starting to look. We I used to joke around, but I'm starting to feel like we starting to get a little baby Clemson over there, man. Hey, trees, listen, trees. But when I say that, I mean trees, though. Mm-hmm. You go look at our receiver, and everything is six three and up. I told you when y'all got that Xavier Henderson kid, I was like, okay. They they booking up because that was one of our guys. We thought he was gonna go to Clemson. Man, I was shitting myself. Uh, I was sold he was Clemson. Yeah, I, I did about, too. How you feel about Bowman and us for the future? Listen, Bowman. Listen, Bowman is walking into a a good situation with y'all because for one, Bowman was getting a little bit of burn with us. And you know he, he had some explosive, he had some explosive yards to carry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was getting burned with us, and you know how deep we are at running back. Bowman right. is going to be a nice addition with y'all. Y'all go, y'all getting a, y'all already know this because he's from Florida. Right. Y'all getting right. a great right. player, bro. Like right. he's gonna be good. Like he's gonna be I, really good, bro. You think y'all? I got a few questions for you. You think y'all get Corey Foreman back? <sighs> Man, listen, <laughs> bro. I'm not gonna tell you no, no, no lie. No, speaking on us, speak on y'all for the future, man. Bro, how you, how you, listen, you if we get Corey Foreman back, y'all might see me tweet some explicits. But listen, <laughs> DJU dad is putting in that recruiting work. I don't I've know if you've seen it. it. I've been seeing it. That would made me ask like that. He listen. Everybody was saying he had an LSU, but he canceled his he canceled his visit. I seen it. I'm like, man, if Corey Foreman say, you know what? I'm coming on Yo, back. Mine is going to be just. My, my thing is, what's up? You, what's up with KJ Henry, man? Man, KJ Henry, I'm, I'm going to be honest. He's played better as of late. I still need him to take another step, though. Right. Because that Miles Murphy brother, the freshman, yeah. is yeah. the truth. Yeah. He is, and you know, and you know, sometimes when you load up so much, you always gonna have that one that don't pan out. Don't pan out, right? You know, right. know how that that what comes with it. You know because even with, XT, even with XT, even with XT, when XT has been in, he has been very good this year. Right. He's been battling some stuff, like you know, he was battling pneumonia, COVID, all that good stuff. But once he got over that stuff and started getting back completely healthy and in shape, right. he has been great, bro. Like he's been right. really good. But right. I just won't. I want KJ to just take that next step because I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I'm just telling you how I see it. The dude, Brian Bercy at defensive tackle, he can play in and out. He's already performing at a higher level than KJ. 
Yeah, that boy. He man, listen. That's he's already performing dog. at a higher level than KJ. Then I also as well because of the competition he played with that boy, dog. That's man. I'm telling you. Listen, Brissy and Murphy. Oh my God, them man, boys. You got is, Andrew, Andrew Booth. He nice. Booth, golly, man. Booth, you know what's crazy, man? I, I thought Booth would possibly be a bust at this point. Because I'm like, man, we ain't hearing nothing from Andrew Booth. Right. And then this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, he doing his thing. This year, year he done sometimes turned on another level. Really, sometimes patience really is a virtue, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Real. You right. You right. Because I was, I'm going to tell you one guy. He's one of y'all Florida guys. And I'm going to let you go after this. This is one thing I'm worried about on offense. I'm worried about your boy Frank Ladison, man. I'm going to tell you the truth. He did. His freshman year, he wasn't bad. But this year, I think he's also been battling injuries. This has been a weird year. But he been he he acting like his hands are bricks. That's 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 the problem with him. And yes, you know, he got a slump. He gonna get over. I don't know if y'all are uh, is putting too much on the plate for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And maybe this I'm, year that's what it was. Because without Justin Ross and. He's technically our number one guy at the beginning of the season. He's going for the year. He probably thinking he got wide receiver two on his head. You mm-hmm. see? Yeah. So I ain't no excuse though. I ain't no. I ain't giving him no excuse. No, right. I ain't no excuse. Um, hopefully he come up out that slump. My my question is, why is it why is it so hard for y'all to get safety? Dude, bro, that's <laughs> bro. That's the question I've been asking myself for years, bro. Like, no offense to Dabo, like. It ain't nothing personal. But, like, why do we have a guy like Kyler Venable starting? Like, bruh, brother, why? Like, I'm not, I'm, and it's no disrespect towards Tyler Venables or nothing like that. But, like, why do we got guys like, you know, what's my boy, Turner? No, even though he's been doing actually pretty decent this year. Like, Tanner Muse. Why is that guy playing safety when now in the league he's playing linebacker? That shit don't make no sense, bro. Safety, I don't know why recruiting safeties have always the last good safety we've had at Clemson might have been Jerron Curse in, in 16. I think that might have been the last good safety we've had for real. That was a dog. I mean, it, I mean, technically Isaiah, but he played everywhere though. Everything but because y'all got Trotter coming in, right? Yep, Trotter, yep, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, y'all get everything itself. Safety. Elite. What the fuck? It, 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 it's so weird, bro. Like, it's if we get elite everything but safety. But I guess that's... I, I guess with that... And I kind of get it in a way. Our front seven is so great that it can kind of hide some of those deficiencies that those safeties have. But as you know, like last year in that national championship, it got brought out when... You know, but, so that's how I feel about it. How you feel? I said it was some. It was some controversy late last night on Twitter on Jake Garcia decommitted from USC. I seen I'm that. Here, he's in Georgia now, right? I'm here in Miami, man. That he's in Georgia now. He's at he's at Grayson, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, he out here towards me. He in uh, Gwinnett. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't think he's going back out west. That's probably a done deal. He probably I've been here in Miami too. And they need a quarterback because yeah, they, need, they need that for the future. They, they need they it for the future, they got, they got right? James they got a few. They got James Williams, Tay, Tay, um, what is it, Tay Williams, Avante Williams. Yep, Avante mm, Williams. James yeah. Williams. They got um, Jay Garcia, Leonard Taylor. That's some good additions, man. I, I definitely want to see things more exciting for the for the ACC. Yeah. I, mean, I wish Notre Dame could stay in the ACC. Ah, bro. At least give us a five year commitment, right? Like. 
If they, I'm not gonna even lie to you, bro. I, I'm low key gonna be pissed if they come in here, probably get coach of the year with Brian Kelly, and then let's just say I don't think they will, but let's just say they beat Clemson and win the ACC, and then go back to independent next year. That's just kind of messed up to me. So that's why I'm like, bro. I kind of want them to stay. Kind of disrespectful because we used to say, bro, put them in the ACC, and if they win the ACC year one, I'd be like, oh shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Like if they come in there and win. ACC year one, but okay, yeah, we okay. It really is. I see why we getting all the slander that we getting because, right. yeah, I definitely understand that. But man, D Mill, bro, I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Once again, appreciate I want y'all to go ahead and follow him. Um, tell me, tell him your at name, man, on Twitter. Well, um, my at name is D, the letter D as in dog Miller, time with three E's, and you can get that out at a podcast idiots underscore podcast underscore. Yeah. Me, my dog, Michael, my dog, Corey, man. I got to get them on here. Yeah, let Michael and Corey know. I definitely got to bring them on here, too, man. Bring all y'all yeah, on here. Vice versa, vice yeah, versa. so we can just. Have you on ours, dog. Yeah, so I appreciate it, man. We definitely going to need to because playoff talk, come, when that playoff time comes, so we definitely going to have some questions. Yeah. Ask you everything, man. Yeah, man. Like I said, like I said, man, hit me up. You know I'm down to come. Once again, D-Mill, bro, I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, bit, dog. I appreciate it. Hey, D Mill. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, 20 Time Westman, back on another segment of Talks with T Time, the podcast. If you haven't already, I need you to go ahead and follow me on Instagram at AO underscore T Time 9 and Talks with T Time, the podcast. And then go over to Twitter and follow us at our new Twitter page on the podcast. That's going to be Talks with T-Time P1. And also as well, you can follow me on my personal page at AO underscore T-Time 9, man. Appreciate you guys' love and support, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, man, I want to go ahead and jump into uh, some NFL talk, man. Let's talk a little NFL tonight, and then we'll jump over to uh, – we'll jump into uh, basketball, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. So, I want to jump into some NFL. I want to jump into some of the games this week, man. Talk a little bit of playoff pictures, too, as well. I want to have a little bit of a conversation about, you know, some of the, 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 the you know, awards that's coming up. MVP, Rookie of the Year, NFL Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff. Um, NFL MVP, whatever, all that good stuff. I want to kind of go over all that stuff. So, let's go over some of these games this week that I am interested to look at, man. So... First game, that's going to be a pretty good one. We got Cleveland against Tennessee. Both teams are 8-3. and three. Cleveland will travel to Tennessee to play this game. Um, both teams actually having really good seasons. Derrick Henry is on an MVP run right now. Do I think he catches Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. But, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's that, man. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee versus Cleveland, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Tennessee probably wins this game. I think they control the ground, even though Cleveland is doing, is doing a really good job as well with Kareem Hunt, and now that Chubb is back, they're both being able to kind of control the ball, not have to put the game in Baker Mayfield's hands. Um, and really, Baker Mayfield and, you know, Jarvis Landry have actually been gelling here pretty uh, like lately, so not too bad. But I think Tennessee wins this game probably ugly, probably something like 21-17, something like that. All right, next. Next game that I'm looking forward to watching this weekend is going to be the L.A. Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. L.A. Rams are 7-4. The Arizona Cardinals are 6-5. This is going to be a big game for playoff implications. Arizona can get this win right here and see themselves only a game out 
of really winning the whole division. And the L.A. Rams, same predicament. They win this game. They put themselves two games ahead of the Arizona Cardinals, and then they're right there with the Saints. I mean, the Seahawks, Seahawks, not Saints. Excuse me. So, going to be a very good game. I don't know, man. This is the thing with this is my thing with Arizona. These games they're supposed to win, they lose. And these games they're not really supposed to win. They either play really good in them or they win. I think they beat the Rams, man. I think the Rams actually lose this game. I think it's like twenty-five to the twenty-seven to twenty-four, something like that. But I think the LA Rams actually lose this game. Um, and I think the Arizona Cardinals go ahead and, and get the win there. Another game that I'm looking forward to seeing too as well is going to be um, the uh, and this is it's not really a great game, but just for the playoff implications. I don't know the injury situation on Daniel Jones yet. Oh, no, he's out. Daniel Jones out. Oh, never mind. Never mind. And this game doesn't matter. I was going to say the New York Giants because they have the first place in the NFC East right now, or at least whatever, playing against Seattle, which we know Seattle is more than likely going to win. But now without any Daniel Jones, I really don't even see a purpose of talking about that game. Uh, the next game that I want to talk about here as well is the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Washington Redskins, who also is right now as well, is tied for the first, you know, in the NFC lease. Now, I want to talk about Pittsburgh a little bit because let me get let me just get this off the record first. I love Mike Tomlin. He has been one of my favorite coaches for a while because, for one, he's black, and for two, he's really good at what he does. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Um you know, he's, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I mean, that's that's just really how I feel about it. He doesn't get enough credit because I think he only has, like, one or two Super Bowls. But Tomlin's going to go down as a Hall of Fame coach. He's a great coach. I think he's got a, caught a lot of slack in the past for stupid stuff. But he's a really good coach. Um, but I'm just telling you, man, that game I seen the other day ago with them in, in Baltimore, I was not impressed. I'm just going to tell you. I know they're 11-0, but I, I, it's not really impressive. Like, and I'm not trying to sound like a like a Steelers hater or nothing like that, but I'm not really impressed with how they won these games. I mean, they just did not look good, you know, against, you know, a team like the Ravens who were basically playing a bunch of backups, and they barely slid out of there with a win. So the Steelers, man, they're 11-0, but it's, it just seems real fraudulent to me. I still think they're the second-best team in the you know in the in in the NFL right now, but in my personal opinion, I gotta see more from Pittsburgh. Maybe in these next couple of games to really believe, like okay, yeah, maybe they really are legit. You know, really, really, really good team. So that's basically it on the games that I'm interested on in the week. Now, I want to jump into some of these awards and talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about MVP first. I already kind of mentioned it a little bit. These are my top three people for MVP, and I really don't think it's really even close, honestly. Really, I think it's really one and then a pretty good gap and then two and three. Um, I think at one, I mean, you'd be dumb to not say Patrick Mahomes at this point. Um, Patrick Mahomes is putting on an absolute clinic. 30 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, this guy, he's he's just unheard of. They're on their way to repeat again this year. It must be nice to have a quarterback that is just that amazing at what he does. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, he's just one of the best I've ever seen do it. In such a short span. So, um, Patrick Mahomes right now is, to me, head and shoulders the best, you know, looking for the be, the, you know, back-to-back MVP. Um, well, not back-to-back because he skipped a year. But, yeah, he's going to win the MVP this year, and he's going back-to-back to the Super Bowl. That's what I really was trying to say. Um, secondly, I'll probably put, you know, Henry. 
Henry is running. Derrick Henry is running that ball. Something serious, man. He has been special. He has been electric. And the team is really, if you think about it, Tennessee has really rolled his back to 8-3. That defense has been better. Uh, but that defense is really is set uh, predicated off their run. Their offense is able to run the ball, get some, get the defense kind of back healthy and get them back on the, you know, back good and stuff like that and get them back, you know, get them some rest. And then they're able to go out and perform at a high level. Um, and Derrick mm-hmm. Henry is a big part of that because he, you know, he's just very consistent and he's one of the best to ever do it. The numbers he's putting up right now are ridiculous. Um, so I think he has to be in that mix. And I think third right now, it's between Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson. I would put, you know, it's kind of like 3A, 3B type situation. Russ, you know, has been struggling here of late, but I still think we got to consider what he did at the beginning of the year. He's still got some weeks to close it out. And I think that, you know, it's it's a 3A, 3B situation with Aaron Rodgers and Russell. Now, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about some other awards. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I don't think it should really be even up for discussion. Can we just hand it over to, to Justin Jefferson at this point? Can we just hand it over to Justin Jefferson at this point? This guy is electric. He doesn't make me feel bad at all for Clemson losing them because he just shows you why he was so good. He shows you. Him and Chase on the same team, he just shows you how good this cat is, man. He's good, man. He's the goods. Justin Jefferson, I don't even think it's really up for question. I'm, oh, you could throw Justin Herbert in there too because he's having a really great season as well. But to me, when it comes to offensive rookies of the year, I lean Justin Jefferson as of right now. I watched him play Carolina the other day ago, and this kid is just – he's just the truth, man. He's every bit of the truth, and I like what I'm seeing out of him. Really good young wide receiver, and I think he's the best offensive player right now. Um, Defensive-wise. I've been touting him all year. Jeremy Chin from the Carolina Panthers, to me, is the defensive player of the year right now. I know a lot of guys are talking about uh, my guy Blackman up there in Indianapolis, which deservedly so. Jalen Johnson also as well with the Bears is having a great year. Chase Young is having a pretty decent year. But I think De- Jeremy Chin just did something that nobody's ever did before. Uh, no, haven't did over, like, I think 60 years. Um, back-to-back plays on defense touchdowns. Jeremy Chen, I think the other day had 12 tackles um, and two touchdowns. I mean, it's actually atrocious that he wasn't able to win the, you know, defensive uh, player of the week this past week because he just absolutely – they gave it to somebody to the Falcons, I think, the NFC defensive player, and he didn't do nowhere near as much as, you know, um, he did nowhere near as much as, you know, Jeremy Chen – and did. I mean, Jeremy Chen has really put on a clinic throughout this week. I mean, you could argue, well, after this year, I mean, you could argue he's actually the best, probably defensive player on the Carolina Panthers that's not named Brian Burns at this point. And he's a rookie. Um, so, you know, I got to give him credit. I think he needs to get more credit, man. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. I want to talk a little bit about offensive players of the year uh, on AFC and defensive player of the year on AFC, offensive player of the year. I mean, we already know, man. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it's it's really that simple. I really don't think it's much to talk about on that. And then I would say defensive player of the year right now, mm, on the AFC side, I don't really know. Mm. Man, I don't know, man. 
Defense player of the year right now on that side. I'm trying, I got to really think about that because I really don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know off the top of my head at this moment. Offensive player of the year on the NFC side to me. Uh, I don't know, man. Dalvin Cook has been really good, man, especially here lately. Um, Alvin Kamara, too, has been really good. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, you can't go wrong there. Russell Westbrook, you not Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, you can't go wrong there either. Um, but yeah, man, I really think, you know, dang, man, I really like what Dalvin Cook is doing right now. I don't think he probably wins. It's probably one of those quarterbacks I just named, but man, Dalvin Cook has been really, really good this year, especially as of late. Alvin Kamara too has been really, really good. He's did a great job in the absence of Drew Brees as well. Um, but yeah, defensive player of the year. Um, I mean, you can never go wrong with Aaron Donald, man. Aaron Donald has been Explosive as always. He always is explosive. Um, you couldn't go wrong there as well. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about playoffs a little bit now, man. And then we'll go ahead and move on to some NBA basketball, man. And then next week, we'll probably jump into some college basketball um, because I want to kind of talk about some college basketball, too. I'm trying to get more versed in the college basketball realm of things. So, I'm going to try to start, you know, talking college basketball to y'all, too. So, I want to go ahead and jump into the playoff picture right now. We did this the last time. We're going to do it again. Right now, much really hasn't changed on the AFC. It's still number one, Pittsburgh. Still number two, Kansas City. Number three, we got the Tennessee Titans. At four, we got the Buffalo Bills. At five, we got the Cleveland Browns. At six, we have the Miami Dolphins. And you know this year they are going out to a seventh seed. We got the Indianapolis Colts. So that's what I'm seeing as right now. And you, when you're looking on the outside, looking in, you have Baltimore right there and also as well Las Vegas right there. And don't sleep, but Cam Newton and the New England Patriots are right there too as well. So that's all going on at this point. Now on the NFC side, you have the New Orleans Saints at the number one seed as of right now, the Seattle Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers at three, the New York Giants as right now because they're winning the East um, at four. You also have the Los, uh, the Los Angeles Rams at four. Uh, at the five seed, at the six, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the seven, you have the Arizona Cardinals. Right on the outside looking in, you have Minnesota, uh, the Chicago Bears, and also as well the San Francisco 49ers. So those are the teams that you're seeing looking from the outside in as of right now. Um, I'm just going to go for each conference. I'm going to tell you what I think could possibly change. Um, obviously, I think... I think, you know, Pittsburgh is pretty set. I don't know if they'll be one by the end of this thing, but they're going to be either one or two, I think. Um, and, you know, Kansas City, I still think they're the best team. Even though they got a loss on their schedule, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. So, obviously, I'm sticking there with them. I think Tennessee stays at that three range. Buffalo is interesting because I like – what Miami is doing, the Tua injury does concern me. Um, so I think Buffalo could end up winning this division, uh, maybe by a game or so. Uh, Cleveland Browns are also playing very good football right now. Like I just told y'all earlier, they're being able to run the ball and maintain on offense. That's interesting to see. So I think that they probably do stay at that five. And I think the last two in is going to be the Miami Dolphins more than likely. And – I think the Colts are going to be in. After what I just seen, I would say the Raiders could take over the Colts. But my problem with the Raiders is when you come down here to Atlanta, 
and take a spank into a team that's not that good, I don't really know how much I can trust you at that point. Like I said, we got a, a few weeks to see how things play off, but I'm not really looking good for them to get in the playoffs at this point. And that was a team that I was touting the last time we spoke. Now, let's go over to the NFC side because I feel like this is the real side that could have some real possible shuffle. So at one, the New Orleans Saints, I actually think they stay where they're at, especially if Drew Brees comes back completely healthy and he's, you know, rested up for the playoffs. I think they stay at one. I think Seattle stays at two. Uh, and I think that right as of right now, they have a tiebreaker over Green Bay, which is at three because of the strength of the victories um, and the strength of the schedule. Three, Green Bay, I think that stays. Four, I've been saying the Giants are going to win that division all year. Now I'm concerned without Daniel Jones. I almost want to say I think the Redskins are going to be there. I think the Redskins are going to be at that fourth seed when it's all said and done. Um, and then I think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they they lost the I think the Tampa Bay, but I think the Rams are going to drop some more games. Like I just said, I think the Cardinals could beat them this weekend. I think the Cardinals find themselves. So I basically have them switching around. I have Tampa Bay going up to five. I have the Cardinals coming up to six. And I have the Rams going down to seven. That's how I think things are going to play out. So that's basically the NFL talk for today. Next, you know, I want to jump into a little bit of NBA. I know, I, you know, we had a good time with D-Mill. And uh, I want to go ahead and jump into the NBA next, too, as well. Um, I don't want to take too much of our time on that. But I'm going to go ahead and jump into that next. Actually, we're not even going to go on a break. We're just going to jump right into it, actually. Um, let's talk NBA because there's a lot going on right now in the NBA. Uh, a lot of people were traded. Let's jump into the, the main thing first. John Wall being sent to Houston in exchange for um, Russell Westbrook in a first-round pick. Um, let's talk about this a little bit because people jumped on me when I said I feel like John Wall and Russell Westbrook are the same people, the same person, are the same. They have the same type of game. I think that's what I tweeted out. But I didn't mean that in that way because people took took it as like, oh no, they don't. They all have the same playing style, which I can see why they said that because I did kind of tweet that. And I think it was just I was so hyped up about the trade. Let me say this: Russell Westbrook is better than John Wall is right now. Um, a fully healthy Westbrook is a top 15 player in this league right now. So I want to make that clear. Even though I think a fully healthy John Wall also as well could be very effective. Um, don't get it twisted. That brother is, uh, is nice. We just haven't seen him in the last couple of years because of injury. I think what I more so meant by that tweet was I think for the purpose of what these two teams are doing, I think John Wall is going to basically fulfill that same spot that that Russell Westbrook was doing. They're going to he's going to fulfill that same same type of numbers, same type of stats. It's going to be the same thing and I think in Washington it's just now you know Russell Westbrook is going to fulfill kind of those same stat lines that John Wall had because now he has to share the ball with Bill and stuff like that which he had to share the ball with James Harden as well, which we know how ball dominant James Harden is, um, but I just feel like it was kind of an even trade-off. Uh, but but obviously, somebody got a first-round pick, so we got to give it to them. But I feel like it was an even trade-off at that point. Not saying that they're equally equipped or they're on the same caliber, but I feel like for the purpose for each team, they're going to be basically on the same level. 
that's why I was saying to me, it was really kind of like an even trade to me. I don't think nobody got extensionally better, and I don't think no one got like like worse. I don't think nobody got way better and way worse. I didn't I didn't see that. Um, to me personally, I think if you want to say who won the trade, uh, you probably could say the Washington Wizards won the trade. Um, you know, that's just my personal opinion. You might could say that because if they're focused on winning now and maybe keeping Bradley Bill for another year because everybody believes that he's going to be out, um, you know, in a, you know, next year, everybody believes he's going to be in Miami and New York and all these places. Um, so it, it's going to be good to see. So I guess if you're really thinking about the now, Washington kind of wins the trade, honestly. Um, in my personal opinion, obviously we had AD. He signed back to Lakers for five years for a five-year, $190 million deal. LeBron got an extension. He's going to be in L.A. for two extra years. So now L.A. is – at least there's going to be L.A. and A.D. I mean, is it going to be LBJ and A.D. in L.A. for at least four more years? So as a Laker fan, that's great news to hear. Um, so, yeah, man, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, but the Lakers – I mean, they. I mean, you could argue they've had the, the best offseason, like the Montrezl Harrell, um, the signing the two big, you know, stars back. LeBron locked in for longer. AD locked in for a long term deal. Um, I mean, you could argue that, you know, um, their Montrezl Harrell, the pickup. I mean, they did a really good job in the offseason. They did a really good job putting together really good pieces. I mean, you think about Dennis Schroeder joining the squad. I think they just signed back Quinn Cook today. I mean, they got better almost at every single position. They're better on paper, at least, than they were last year. The Lakers are loaded. They are loaded. Um, you know, so they had a, they're doing great in free agency. Um, they did a great job. I mean, you got to give them credit where it's due. Um, but I want to talk about some of these games that have been scheduled uh, the basically some of the you know games for the first half of the NBA season have already released. Um, I just want to go over some of the key games, kind of some of the key matchups that I'm looking forward to see. Um, kind of just some of the games that I think are going to be really good. So we already know that you know the, the season starts on December 22nd. First game we see is Golden State heading out to Brooklyn. So we're gonna get to see a, a little Golden State you know reunion with with KD. So that should be nice. Um, to see because I don't think there's any issues with them or anything like that. So that should be nice to see. Also as well, in that same first week, we got L.A. Same night, L.A. versus L.A. We got the Clippers going against the Lakers. That's going to be a good game. Obviously the battle of L.A. Obviously Kawhi got a lot to prove. Paul George, a lot of talk. A lot of talk has been going on with the Clippers this week. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but a lot has been going on with the Clippers. So it's going to be nice to see. You know, can they come out and really improve and really try to change the culture over there and try to, you know, get on the L.A. Lakers level? Also, another game that I'm looking forward to as well, we're going to have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics on December 23rd at 7.30. That's going to be a pretty good game to watch. Also, as well, another good game is going to be Dallas versus the L.A. Clippers on the 27th of December. Like I said, I'm just going over some of the marquee games that are going to be really good games. Um, also, as well, I think another good game is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat, and that's going to be on December 29th and the 30th. Um, also, as well, another good game is going to be the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat on January the 6th. 
And I'm just going over some of these games, not all of them. Golden State, obviously, traveling to L.A. to play the Lakers on January the 18th. These are just some of the games that I'm kind of excited to see. So they've just dropped off the first half of games this year. Um, so I just kind of wanted to go over some of those games. Uh, I did want to go over some of the Hornets games, though, that are going to be big. The Charlotte Hornets are playing the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. So that's we're going to get the ball, uh, the ball game in that game. Uh, when we get LaMelo Ball versus uh, – uh, his big brother, uh, Lonzo. So that's going to be interesting to see as well. Um, so, yeah, very excited to see what's going to happen with that. Also, as well, we're going to get to see Detroit against um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. First-round pick, uh, obviously, and Anthony Edwards, you know, going up against, um, you know, the, uh, the Detroit Pistons. So definitely want to see that. Definitely want to see how that game's going to go in some of these games. But like I said, I didn't want to go over every single game. But that's kind of what's been going on on the NBA side. Next time, we'll probably jump more into college basketball, too. Uh, we'll probably bring somebody on that's more equipped in college basketball. And, and I'm going to start, you know, watching some more college basketball. Because I watch college basketball, but not often. Especially right now because football season is still in the mix. But that is going to be it for tonight, y'all. If you haven't already, I need you to follow me on Instagram at AO underscore T-Time 9. Also, as well, follow the podcast page at Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG. And then on Twitter, follow me at Talks with T-Time P1. And that's the podcast page. Also, as well, follow my personal Twitter at A-Yo underscore T-Time 9. Listen, man, love you guys. I thank you guys for y'all support. Continue to tune in, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Listen, continue to strive for greatness, man. That's what we do around here. Listen, this is Talks with T-Time, your boy, T-Time. We heading out. See y'all.